This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. You know, I think this is going to be the month that I invest in one of those, like, sick intros. Like, Joe Rogan being like, you're listening to the Pursuit Podcast on the Auto Collective. I... I think that's the ticket. If anyone has any like DJS skills, DM me. Because I want an intro so I don't have to keep doing this. I can just roll into it a little cleaner. Have it be a little better for your ears, a little better for me. Because this is weird, right? This feels awkward. And it's funny because I'm not really an awkward person, but you get a microphone. I'm actually recording in my Prius right now. Don't ask. I don't know. This is the type of person I am. But I'm your host, Mr. Adam Max. You listen to the Pursuit Podcast. You know what it is. I've got a banger episode. Before we get into that episode, I got to give a shout out to the brands that support me, support us, support the collective, you know, the whole thing. And the first sponsor this week is Rumple. It's the perfect gift. Holiday season's coming. They're the original puffy blanket made from all those techie materials that you love and you know from your favorite puffer jacket. Here's the thing. They're great humans. It's a phenomenal product. The product lasts forever. Literally forever. I mean, don't quote me on that, but I've had a rumple for over six years. I've trashed it. I've smashed it. I've had it near fires. I've had it inside on the couch. It's machine washable. It's the it's the original. You can't beat the OG, the puffer blanket. There's nothing better than a nice, cozy blanket, especially in this mud season we're swinging in right now. I know some of y'all are skiing, but it's mud season. Head on over to rumple.com. Uh, check our show notes. We got a little code. Save you a couple bucks. It, they're great. They're just phenomenal blankets for everything. That's the best part about them. You don't need 17 different blankets for different scenarios. You need one rumple for your car, for your house, for the fire, for the camp. They got it all. Rumple.com. The Pursuit Podcast is also presented by our friends over at Pomoka. Pomoka is work of Swiss engineering, pioneered, tested, and designed in the Alps. What is Pomoka? Why am I talking about Pomoka? It's Pomoka skins, guys. It's those pink skins that you see all of your favorite athletes using. <clears throat> Cody Townsend. There's a reason Cody uses Pomoka skins. Uh, he's got the pick of the litter. Let's be honest. He could choose any brand he wants to work with. He's nestled himself within the industry to do that. He chooses Pomoka skins, the pink skins, not only because they look cool, but because they're good. They work. And here's the thing. Skins are safety equipment. It is a tool that gets you in and out of the backcountry safely. Does that make sense? Makes a lot of sense to me. Pomoka is the leading skin manufacturer worldwide, top market share in North America. It's the most trusted brand for athletes globally. From skimo racers to free skiers to ski bums like myself. Uh, and you know why? It's due to the proven reliability of grip, glide, and most of all, safety. All the products are completely PFC free as of 2020. So brands that care, what a concept. Uh, they pay close attention to the supply and they work directly with farmers in South Africa to ensure ethical practices 
are in place. Why am I telling you all this? I'm telling you all this because this stuff matters. Uh, wanted safety equipment for yourself. The working scenario is safe. They care about our planet. They care about the people. And those are brands that we want to support and we want support from. So here's what we want you to do. We're talking about it. We're going uphill. The season's coming. I want you to stretch. I want you to get limbered up. I want you to walk into your local ski resort, your favorite ski resort. Ask for Promoka skins. Get yourself some skins. If you don't know how to use them, get comfortable with using them in your living room. Ask a ski tech, a shop tech. That's what we're there for. Go to your local supplier, your local ski shop. Ask for Promoka skins. Can we let's talk about the episode now? I've got Emily Childs on the podcast. Big mountain skier, one of the blondes, world famous the blondes. The most humble human being I've ever met. I don't know if she just has natural talent or if she secretly is training and doesn't want to tell anybody. Such a fun podcast. We kind of go all over. She's a helicopter pilot. Uh, she's a used to be a rail god. Let's talk about it. Bring back the rail gods. Uh, just a fun episode. Totally refreshing. Super fun combo with Emily Childs. I have to note, Emily had like this headset on that looked like she was operating a helicopter. That's what I would imagine a helicopter pilot headset was wearing. So I think the audio is great, which I'm really excited for. And Emily was just an absolute riot to have on the show. Um, that's it. That's Let's get right into the episode because here it is. It's it's banger. I um, and yes, I have listened to a couple episodes before this and um, I should have prepared better because I, I knew that was coming. But um, <laughs> <laughs> I am Emily Childs with an S. Um, and I'm a skier and I'm a helicopter pilot and I live in Squamish, BC and I'm part of the Blondes, which is an all-girl <laughs> ski crew and, uh, like a big o. Perfect. Yeah. Thanks for being here. This is a great show. This is excellent. Thank you so much for your time. This is. Thanks for having me. I'm stoked. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I w let's talk about the helicopter pilot. Cause I feel like we talk about a lot of skiing in this world. Um, this is a ski focused podcast. Did like, was this always a goal? Were you like skiing out of helicopters? And it was like, Hey, I should, f I want to fly these things. How does this come to life? Um, yeah, not exactly. I, um, didn't spend, I don't know. I, I never, uh, went heli skiing. I'm pretty sure this is accurate. I didn't uh, go heli skiing before I uh, started my school um, with helis. I did some wildland firefighting for one summer. Um, I can't say that it was like always my dream to be a helicopter pilot as a kid. I did want to be an astronaut at one point. So, I mean, you know shoot for the moon and land among the stars, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so you'd never, so you weren't, I'm just, so like you, you're a, you're a rescuer, you're a firefighter. What do we call them? Fire rescue. Combine those two words, fire rescue. Um, yeah. More like a wildland firefighter. Okay. Um, 
I guess you're rescuing the forest, but that's about it. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no one's expecting me to get things right here, so that's fine. But I just feel like like I you're really just like laughing at this helicopter thing. Like it's an easy it's gonna be really hard to get your helicopter pilot's license. Um, you know what? It's you have to have some hand eye coordination nation for sure um it's it doesn't take that long it's um uh, it's expensive um i mean the way i justified it to myself was that it would be roughly equivalent to a bachelor's degree over four years whereas the pilot's license is six months so um it's just expensive um it i it is hard work for sure um but it's not like it's not insane. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Th I don't think I agree with you on this at all. I think it is insane. It's six months. Do you, like it's Monday through Friday. How does this like? Tell me all the details. This is just a helicopter pilot podcast now. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on this. Everyone's going to be like, "I thought this was about skiing." <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um. um yeah. So. Yeah, school is Monday to Friday, um, the school that I went to. Um, I I really went full into it because I was pretty nervous about the whole money thing, and I didn't want to, you know, just be in debt for no reason. So I was like, okay, you better focus and not. Because I went to school a few times before this and never really made it through, like, a bachelor's degree or anything. So, um, yeah, it's uh, Monday to Friday. You just do ground school, flight hours, um, and you come out with a pilot's license and then nobody wants to hire you, obviously, because you're just kind of a random guy with a license that you just bought, you know, it's like, they don't know, they don't want to trust you with their millions of dollars of machinery. So that's the, where the hard part comes in, I would say, and most people would say, I think is getting your foot in the door and getting a job. But, so is this what you do you do this? Like, are you an active helicopter pilot or do you just have the license? Yeah. Yes. No, I, uh, I got pretty lucky or fortunate, I would say, um, and got a job right off the bat, um, in Squamish where I'm living now. And yeah, I currently work there full-time employee, black tusk, <laughs> Hilly. <laughs> yeah. And is this a ski operation? Um, so we do a little bit of skiing in the winter. Um, it's called Phantom Heli, um, just with our one A-star. Um, it's super sick, but it's just a small operation. I don't fly the A-star. I fly the smaller machine, Bell 206. Um, so thankfully, I get to ski lots of the winter still. Perfect. So let's, it worked out really let's talk about skiing. That's what we talk Let. about here on this podcast. Um, I, we don't need to go too far back. I assume you grew up skiing, as most humans kind of did, who become pro skiers. Uh, when did it, were you competing? Were you a racer? Um, so I grew up at Troll Resort. I don't know if you know that. Do not. Um, super small hill. Not super small. T-bar, uh, J-bar. T-bars only up in Quinnell, the boonies. Um, so my grandfather started the resort. Um, 
he was a logger from Norway and my mom took it over when he passed away. So my, my mom and my two siblings moved out there. And um, yeah, so I didn't grow up there. I mean, I, that's where I learned how to ski from young age, but I didn't live there until I was about 10. Um, but then, yeah, I did some competing. And I mean, I was in racing when I was young, like 10 to 12, maybe. And uh, did, I never did well. <laughs> I don't know. I was slow. <laughs> it's hard. Uh, but then, Ski uh, racing is parks. hard. Ski racing is hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's competitive. Um, Go ahead. Yeah. And then we, uh, I got more interested in like terrain parks. So we kind of, me and the other kids from high school, um, just started building the train park and working on that and yeah um and then after that i did some big mountain comps and some fwqs but never made it um on the tour or anything <laughs> I, I think that's a blessing i genuinely do uh, i just talked to xander but last week or two weeks ago and he didn't qualify this year and it's like you want to qualify because oh, totally. it's the coolest thing on the planet, but it's also like, oh, thank God. Like, yeah, <laughs> you don't have to do it. No, it's wild. It's crazy what those guys do. Guys, girls. Every, yeah, yeah, everyone. It's. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. Is Troll still operating? Is it still? Yeah. Still T-Bars yeah, My only? mom's still running the show. Um, She's kind of trying to take a step back because it's a lot of work um but yeah it's uh yeah that's amazing and, yeah does it have night skiing i go back at christmas uh yeah it has night skiing yeah yeah that's amazing how many foot of vert? new 1700 feet oh it's kind of big for a little yeah. like my home resort's yeah. 800 like we're, yeah, i'm totally. small so it's that's pretty cool and there's night skiing that's red that sounds great Night skiing, and they're going to have a huge expansion uh, coming up. Hopefully be finished maybe by the end of next summer for next winter, uh, 2025. Um, yeah, will that huge be, expansion. Will actually. that be your mom's like swan song? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's like, I'm out. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. I've had enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's yours now. Like drop, yeah. You can have all this debt that we've acquired now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so you were you were a park rat, for lack of a better term. That was kind of the ah, oh, that had to be so much fun. Growing up on a T bar skiing park had to just be like free refills and just yeah. park terms. Yeah, it's a it's a kid's dream. Like, yeah. Are it's you, the best place ever. Are you still up. Do you still dabble in the rail game? Mm, no, I mean, ah, I guess last year. Well, it was tricky because um, COVID, I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, shut down Whistler spring skiing the last two years. Not this past one, but the two before that. So that was a bummer, actually, because that's like when obviously we don't season we're kind of busy doing other stuff but, right but uh, i haven't had a rail in a while but can we expect an emily child's rail edit to drop this 
season. Okay. I like it might be short. I just think and obviously I'm not it's risk reward, so maybe it's probably not worth it for you guys to do that. But I'm always like, I would love to see like you and like Michelle Parker and like just go to Tahoe for a weekend and like film a mom cam park edit of like because all, all you guys used to just slaughter rails and like do the thing. And now you just that would be sick, actually. And just like and it doesn't who can like it doesn't matter what you do on it, right? Like you don't have to like throw down, but like find like the closest outfit that you guys were all wearing and like <laughs> like tall tee. Like what are you wearing in your park day era? Oh yeah, I remember one of my outfits was pretty good. Like kind of camo pink snow pants with like the XXL men's <laughs> blue like plaid sweat. Gosh. I'm crazy. <laughs> Beanie or uh, helmet? Oh, I had a helmet. I had one with the brim. Goggles over or under? Oh, like the Canadian one. Like very Canadian <laughs> brim one, right? Not I the... think they're burn. Oh, you had a burn. Okay. But what's okay. the... There's a Canadian helmet brand that like is a super brimmed helmet. Is it Sandbox? Yes. I don't know. I think so. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Goggles over or under the helmet? I think I did a bit of both. It started over, obviously. Um, sometimes no goggles. Nogs. No gogs. I'm a goggle guy. I can't not wear goggles. Even if I'm like I'm hitting rails. I'm definitely a goggle spring. guy now. Like 100%, I can't. But... My eyes are so sensitive. I'm like, I need protection. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, it's... Give me what was like your favorite rail trick. We'll get to big mountain, but we can cover big mountain for a long time. So we can, what was like, or let me ask you this. I could do a, a blind two set off. That but, was like a, the the peak for me. That really. was your peak. Do you like, think you could still do it? Oh, if I, yeah, if I practiced a little, like if I, yeah, I think I could. I think you gotta do it this year. Like you probably have a huge list of goals Blind two out should be on that list. Okay. I'll, I mean, I'll write it on the whiteboard. Here. Do you do you set goals for the season? Like are you a very goal oriented person? That sounds a terrible um, question, but kind of know? like just in my head. Uh I don't have a whiteboard actually. With I see you have a grand well, piano in the back. That's just the AI I know, version of the background. <laughs> But like, can you talk me through, let's talk your goals for last year. Cause I don't want to get like, let's not put your goals on blast for this year. Last year yeah. you had goals. Let kind of talk um, me through them. And then if you hit some or if you missed some. I did want to get a cork sev this year, um, but I didn't, didn't get it quite. So um, that will be another goal for this year. So the snow is soft enough. Can you cork five? No. You're just skipping the five and going to the seven. I'm going to skip the five. It's hard to land in uh, deep snow backwards. I'm not Nick McNutt. No, <laughs> I try to be sometimes. You can cork three. We're not just skipping to seven, right? Like we can We're do... not just skipping to seven, yeah. <laughs> cork three. And this is all natural features, which is totally different. I mean, even if you're building them, 
it's not a manicured park jump. Yeah. I think that's what's so fun about it, really. So when you do you prefer for a backcountry feature, do you prefer like a cliff, like a drop or a pop? Um I like a some kind of like a little bit of a yeah, pop, like a nose feature or like to the side is helpful because then you're already, you know, ninety degrees. Yeah, you're already there. Almost yeah. there. Like the cheat of it. That's no one cares, right? Like that's fine. You could, che- I could cheat. Like, I could be all the way there and still fail. So it's, I don't think anyone's mad at the cheating part. Talk me through, because now you're you're a, I would I would categorize you as a big mountain skier. Is that proper? That's a yeah. proper categorization yeah. of you. Um, big mountain mm-hmm. skier. How do you go from troll? this little T-bar 1,800-foot of vertical resort to skiing big mountain lines, not only, like, safely, cleanly, but, like, good enough to film and, like, be in films. Like, that's a jump. That is a jump. Um, So as soon as I graduated high school, I basically, yeah, went, went to other places. Um, I would, I don't know. That's a tricky one. I mean, Rebel Stoke is where we all met and we got sleds for the first time and really dabbled with the, <laughs> the bigger stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. Just being out there all the time, just trying, I guess. But it was just for like, were you like, I'm going to be, I want to be a pro skier or was it just your friends having fun? And then it kind of uh, like happened. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, as a kid, I was like, oh, yeah, like, that is my goal, for sure. That was, yeah, that was the dream. Um, And then life just kind of happens, you know. It was always like, I'm trying to go to school, but then skiing would kind of like pull pull me back. And then, you know, it was always a little dance. Um, But then, yeah friends having fun turned into the dream really which is kind of wild yeah it's an, it's an insane concept that people can do this for a living oh for sure like, yeah doesn't make sense it's mind-blowing yeah it's every time i'm like this is insane like this isn't this is rad but like it shouldn't exist and it does and it's like the coolest thing on the planet i mean there's a lot of jobs yeah. like that but like skiing is is it true once you get a sled, you just, like, stop ski touring? No. Ooh. No. Okay. <laughs> Jake Hoppinger. You probably and... ski tour more. To you think up. so? <laughs> you just. um, Yeah. You, you use it to, like, get up. And then usually it's, like, we've just kind of learned this, I want to say. Like, you get up to close to the zone that you want to get to and then just stop there don't try and like build a road around like sometimes you do of course but it's it's easier to just like okay now just ski tour oh parkin and jake are just like we try to we spend days like lose days building a road (laughs) (laughs) like just pure ego involved like we're getting to the top 
and we are <laughs> yeah, not touring. You get caught up in it for sure. You're like, <laughs> oh, we can make it. <laughs> oh my god! But I think it's important to talk about because I think so many people, you know, we just see the highlight reels, but we don't realize how much work goes into it. And now we see snowmobiles and we're like, Oh, you could, I could ski that if I got dropped off at the top and blah, blah, blah. And you're like, yeah, no, exactly. that just got us in. Well, ski to play into it. They're like, just chairlift yourself. And we used to say that all the time. Like the last couple of years, just chairlift yourself. We're just like in a 20 foot hole that we just in a creek, like just chairlift yourself. <laughs> it's so it's easy. Yeah. You just get to the top. <laughs> what? This is like, you're the most in the 20 minutes I've talked to you, you're like the most humble person I've talked to ever. Cause you're just like, yeah, we had fun. Like, I don't think you've, you understand what you've done in your career already. And it's still going, which is super rad. I don't mean it as a bad thing. I mean, it's like, but you're just like, yeah, I went, ski I went to Revelstoke. Like I could go to Revelstoke. I'm not going to be a pro skier. I could get a snowmobile. I'm not going to get there. So, I mean, like, are you training? Are you, is this a, is it just pure natural talent and luck? And it can be, that's okay. But like, I feel like you're holding out on me here. <laughs> um, I honestly don't know how to answer that. I I think it might just be luck. It's just the universe. He's <laughs> like, here you go. You had a <laughs> kind of poor life in the last one so here's this life <laughs> maybe that's it maybe you just had a bad card prior and now it's like hey just go skiing and we'll take care of you like just have a good time with your friends and we'll make it work <laughs> like you're gonna try college a bunch that's not gonna work out but we'll get you through helicopter school and that'll be cool and then it'll be great yeah what goes through i want to like, take me through the process of where, uh, let me ask you this. Where do you film your biggest segments? Like, are you going to Alaska? Is that, that's the spot, right? No, I, I've been to Alaska once, um, with MSP, uh, Kate Zeliff, um, but it was super avalanche and we did not get it. Um, I'd like to go back. It's kind of wild up there though like it's so big um it's scary yeah it's the only <laughs> I, go ahead I would, I would love to go back but yeah it's, it's yeah so where are you filming where was your segment uh, around squamish mostly like okay. bc i mean bc is so good it's yeah it's hard to leave sometimes or like why would you you know and it's home which is like there's power in that too yeah how do you plan your line? How do you pick your line? How do you, my big question is how do you like, you can plan it, you can map it, but then when you're skiing it, how do you know where you are? I get lost in my home resort. Yeah. Um, I get lost too, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to pick like the obvious features. Um, like, a tree that looks different than the other trees, you know, like there's a little bent over tree in the middle of the line. And you're like, okay, that's there. I'll make a turn there. Like you really have to like map out every single, I'm honestly just learning this. I feel like the last two years, like map out every single 
motion that you're going to do. Um, and then we often draw it on our, like we take a picture with our phone and then draw it and show the camera guy so he knows what you're trying to do too. I don't know how they did it before phones because like I'll be at the top and be like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I think I'm in the right spot of the tree there. Okay. I don't yeah. think they cared. I don't think they assessed risks as much. Like it just. <laughs> yeah. That, that was a different time. They I were just like. like extreme. And then they just. Metal. Like, yeah. Stuff. You've gotten so soft. Oh, like. so imagine so, so doing soft. some of those lines on like whatever shitty skis they were on. Like, are you <laughs> kidding me? I saw Dan Egan this weekend and I'm like. I just look at him and one, he's like this older dude now and he still looks great, but he's in his sixties. And I'm like, that guy's like so much better of a skier than me to this day. But then I know him semi-personally at this point. So I can say this. I'm like, that guy's a psychopath. Like he's, you have to be to like, to (laughs) be doing what they were doing on those things that are not skis. They're just wood with metal edges. Like you're a psychopath. Yeah. But I also think they didn't ever plan on landing. They're just like, if I land and on my butt, I'll recover. Yeah. Versus now it's like has to be bolts or it doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah. What's your process when you're at the top? Do you sing? Are you singing a song? Do you say something when you drop? Um. No, I don't really. I'm not super superstitious, but uh, I do like to listen to music. What are you listening to? Like, ooh, that's a tough one. Um, it can it ranges. Like, give me the range. range. Um, from Little Wayne to Machine Gun Kelly to Rihanna, Fergie, Mariah Carey Christmas album. Like, it goes. Yeah. No Creed or Nickelback in there. So country country's good too yeah i think like i would love to hear like and the next ski film i want to know what everyone's listening to when they drop like oh i was listening to fergalicious on that line i'd be like what like i feel like that's such that's a- actually a good idea for like even a theme of like a segment like i don't know that could be cool i think yeah. it's just so it, one it shows how powerful music is and it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be like the hype song. It does. It's just where music takes your brain. Totally. And like Lil Wayne takes your brain somewhere that you have this ability to do these things. Oh, like old Lil Wayne or new Lil Wayne? Old. Like um. Like the block is hot Carter. or like Carter. Oh, I guess newer, new, mid. Mid. Not like his new stuff is kind of like. Mm. Maybe I haven't listened to it enough, but <laughs> yeah, I don't. I'm. I stopped at the block is hot. Like I was Cash Money Records, Big Timers, Hot Boys, Lil Wayne, Juvenile, and then it got like once it hit the car- Carter one through twelve. I don't know how many there are. I was like, I'm, I'm out. I can't. I'm out. Oh, you should jump back in. At I'm not a human being. Part two. That's my. That's a good album. That's an album. Yeah. Okay, I'll have to listen to it. I'll try. I will give it my best. So you're listening to everything. <laughs> Is there like pop punk in there? You got some sad, sad girl music in there or mostly upbeat? Yeah. Sad, yeah. Little emo, a uh, little punk rock. Avril Lavigne. That's, that was my first CD. Canadian yeah. rock star. 
Yeah. Legend. Legend. <laughs> There's a whole conspiracy theory that she's a robot right now. Oh, well, I think maybe that they all are, you know, like lizard people. It could be. Is that your conspiracy? So I was told by a wise man that everyone gets one conspiracy theory. Like you're allowed one. You can't have like a hundred and you're like whack. You're allowed one. So what's your conspiracy theory if you have one? Really? Just one? Yeah, you can only have one. I think think that you could have a couple. Wow. See, that tells me a lot about you. (laughs) (laughs) If I could have one. Um... I, I think I would just go with that, that uh, Biden's a lizard person. I don't know. He, I heard that just recently, actually. There's a whole <laughs> South Park episode on the lizard people. It's a whole thing. <laughs> it's real. It could be. I don't know. What do we know? I hope that when you die, you figure it all out. Like, I hope. I hope, yeah, you get you get to the, the truth. You yeah. just get like a 60 second video. That is like everything. It's like, this is your life. And it's like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to say anything that's going to bother anybody. But like lizard people are real or like aliens exist. Tom DeLong was right. Blah, blah, blah. And then you have like seven seconds of an epiphany to be like, that's why everyone, when they pass, they're like, <gasps> and they just don't have words. And then it's gone. Mm-hmm. That's my wish. My conspiracy is that Bigfoot's real. And I think it's like totally... And he has to be, or they, I don't know. I can't, I don't know. Bigfoot's gender. How could I? But like. How, how could we know? How could we know? But they have to exist. It doesn't make sense that they don't. Okay. Like there's too much just, evidence. One, okay. One piece of evidence. Just for argument's sake. One? There's videos everywhere. They're in BC, like hanging out like every day. Yeah, no, totally. I just there's I documentaries. One. one took an apple from a documentary. If you never watched that one, there's two. Oh, you should, yeah, there, send it to me after. I will. I it's it's horrible. You'll be very upset. It's an hour and a half long, and you, I mean, trees. The trees can only fall in a certain shape. Like it's not the. It's Bigfoot. I'll send you the whole documentary. It'll blow your mind. You'll be okay. like, you'll become a believer. <laughs> I'm excited. Okay, let me a new conspiracy theory. You got yeah. So yours is lizard people. Biden's a lizard person. Um, we'll get super political on this podcast because we always do. What do you think? No. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> is there ever a time that you drop into a line? Like what? I I'm I don't even want to get into the drop in yet. I still want to talk about what you do at the top. You put music on. How many times do you buckle and unbuckle your boots? I feel like that's the thing um, I do when I'm nervous. I like it depends on, on. Oh yeah. Like weather was really giving us a hard time. This, I mean, it always is, but I feel like this winter, especially it would be like, okay, we got a window. And, ah, we lost it. Okay. We're ready. Oh, we don't, we're not ready. So like if it's that, then obviously I'm unbuckling and buckling. But, um, if it's the perfect day, you know, then um, you usually usually just, you know, radio like, hey, I'll be ready. Uh, and then they'll tell you that they're ready. And then you just buckle your boots and, you know, make sure your pockets are zipped and <laughs> put on your little Wayne. <laughs> are, are, are you going to be a boa convert? Um, they 
they're not making them in my size this winter. But I think I will be. And I think that's what it sounds like they're they're going towards. Like it sounds like everyone loves them and that's the direction. What do you think? I think uh if you have I like it. I really do. I think it's great. Uh I've gotten to ski them. I have a very wide foot though, so boa works really well for me cuz it just kind of feels decent. Like it doesn't like I'll have a boot on and I'll buckle it and I just feel pressure. And I don't get that mm-hmm. with with boa cuz it's a little more equal and uniform. But I do think if you have like an extremely narrow foot, especially with this first batch of boa boots, they're traditionally a little wider and then the boa sucks them in. But if you're so, if your foot's that narrow, it's like the whole boot is compressed, which has to change things. I don't know. I don't have that problem, but like if we're folding plastics to their max. Right. I, but like, I'm excited about it. I think it makes sense. I, there's going to be boa upper and lower. Like it will exist. Is that the answer? Yeah. I don't know. I have no idea. I think there will be growing pains for sure. No pun intended, but um, yeah. And yeah, I, think, I think good. It will be. I think it will be good. Um, it makes sense. You know, you get those micro adjustments because they have those buckles that you can spin, and then you're always spinning it the other way. Spin it the other way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's it makes it, sense, you know? and it's way easier to like adjust. Like if you're just skiing a resort. It's not like an on-off switch. You know, buckles mm-hmm. are like, ah, and then you ski, and then you, like, rip them off, and then you put them back on at the top. This, you can kind of, like, dial it back, which is nice. I'm in. Yeah. I, I, but I like tech, and, like, I'm, as you are, like, we're in the industry where it's fortunate and it's, like, fun. If I'm a consumer, I think it's really exciting for – this is – but it's really exciting for retailers because it's giving consumers – a reason to walk into the door and try mm-hmm. it on and see if they like it. And totally. like, it's just, and it's first batch. I think, you know, it's like you saying they don't have it in your size. I assume you have a small foot. It's like a 23, five or a 22, five. Yeah. Like it's it. like, what's that? Nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to have to like make a really small fitting boot, which I think is there and it will be there. Um, I just, the first batch is a little, um, and I've had all the brands on. This isn't like me. I'm not shitting on any of the brands. It's just like they're a little roomier, which for me is great. But if I'm a 92 last foot, I don't think I will love Boa. I think I'll stick with like a low, true low volume, yeah, tight fitting boot. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Um. Okay. So you drop. Does your mind go clear? Are you focused? Is it like you black out and you remember nothing? The goal is definitely to be focused. I mean, when it goes well, I feel like you're, yeah, that's the zone that you're looking for. The flow state, as some would call it. Um, Sometimes, yeah, you just don't remember, you know, like, especially with the scarier lines, you just get to the bottom, you're like, hmm. Not sure how I did that, but <laughs> glad it went well. <laughs> or Do you talk to yourself? Doesn't, you know, um, like while I'm skiing? No, I don't. No, 
your POV footage is just silent. It's more like grunting, like, you know. <laughs> I get, yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I'm a spe- I talk to myself the whole time. Like, nailed it. Oh, bleh, bleh, like a lot of just <laughs> vocab. Is there a time yeah. that you remember that it just went, like you dropped in, you lost a ski? Or like it just went bad from the start? Oh, there's too many times. <laughs> there's so many times. How do you mentally get back? Um. Yeah, you know, that's that's probably the hardest part, you know? Especially with physical inj- injuries. The physical part is hard, of course. Um, but the the mental part is... I, I, I don't know if I have any good advice, really. What's it's your like, secret? Tell us your secrets. I, I don't have a secret. I'm just, I'm just out there going through it. <laughs> like everybody else, just like, whoa, overthinking, you know? Yeah. Um, I <laughs> just talk to your friends and like, you know, <laughs> is there someone that you ride like with the worst person to give like, no, see, advice. I think it's great. I genuinely do because it's so refreshing <laughs> when someone who, you know, you look up to as a skier is just like, I'm going through it too. It's- no, that's so true. Yeah. It's yeah. It's so nice to see other people. Like, um, we just spent a the we had the North Face Athlete Summit, so it's like super intimidating. But it's so nice to see that everyone's human. It's like, oh, okay, they like do normal stuff and they like have problems too. And uh, yeah, it's just nice to be reminded of that. Like, you know, obviously deep down, but nice yeah but the ski industry and big brands have changed so much and they show that and they have these athlete summits now and they bring everyone together and you know conrad anchor's been with north face for 35 years and then you've been with them for two one three yeah five five yeah yeah but like it that's a different that's a different scale and then you see conrad and you have a and i don't know if he was there i'm just spitting a name who's a north face but like yeah oh he's human holy cow this is this helps yeah and it's really neat i don't know if he is actually i i did i did talk with him a bunch but he's like a special creature like he's he's a a lizard person unreal yeah he might be one of those (laughs) people actually he is the kindest (laughs) no but he, he is. I mean, it's, yeah. He's the kindest, cool most humble human. But again, I think they just, he just grew up in an era of, he didn't know that this life existed. He didn't know yeah. that he could do, like, he didn't know he could make a career out of it. He just was genuinely like a dirtbag and a good human. He was like, yeah. I just want to climb mountains and then be it's the coolest. It's amazing, but it's, He's human and he's super vocal about telling his stories and his triumphs and is like, it's really, it's helpful. I think that's, yeah. I genuinely think that's the biggest thing that the outdoor industry has learned in the last, we'll just say 10 years and we still have a long way to go, but it's. I agree. Yeah. We've come so far, but we have, we got, we got stuff to work on for sure yeah and we always will and there's always people on the internet who are like 
fucking deal with it. And you're like, dude, I can't. And I can't. And that's whatever. That's that's the world. We'll always have that. And that's. Yeah. You know, all you got to do is ski. And it's like, that's hard. And it's not being a pro skier is really cool on paper in my head. Obviously, I can't relate to it. But also, you just stand on top. Like, what's the longest you've stood on top of a line? Oh, yeah. Probably, like, hours. Yeah, hours <laughs> of just standing. Like, we tried, definitely try not to do that because usually it's like, oh, okay. But, but it happens. Yeah. It's, you know, seven definitely. people have to be ready in order for you to go. Yeah. It, oh. The weather. Are you by yourself up there? No, um, usually at least two other people. Yeah. Sometimes just one, but what's your, what's your go-to? Sometimes you're alone, I guess. Yeah. So a couple, couple lines, one line. I I was very alone this this past winter. Um, Clay, the videographer from CK nine, uh, he's, He's a character. He's so fun to work with. They they all are. They're such a dream working with those guys. But he like basically made me get get up to this line. I had to like sled all around by myself all the way up to the top. And it was like foggy. And then I tried once, came back. There's like a steep hill climb at the the very top. And I was like, ooh, I was I was scared. So I came back and it was foggy and. I'm just sitting there, and he's like, I think the window's coming. Get back up there. And I'm like, oh. Please, <laughs> no. Going up, going through the fog, and then I finally get there, and I'm like, oh. but it was one of one of the best lines I did uh, over the two-year project. And it's like, it's kind of sick to have that story now. I'm like, Clay made me do it, and it's true. He, just, he was like, get up there. I was like, okay. <laughs> you're just a yes you're just a yes person you're yes i'm up i'll do it no problem i mean i wanted it you know of course you want it but you're just sometimes it's tricky yeah yeah motivation helps friends help um it's just it's sounds so stupid but it's amazing what how self how much self-doubt we can have and how much like a friend believing in you can be like oh yeah oh this seems great yeah. i can do this and then Huge. you do it uh, let's yeah. talk about the quick left, the infamous quick left. We've got a brand new sponsor here at the Out of Collective, our friends over at Off Piece Provisions. What is Off Piece Provisions? They're a New Zealand brand on a journey to create a thriving planet for all. They make plant-based adventure snacks made with all the good stuff, packed with protein and free from all the BS. What does all that mean? It's plant-based jerky made for outdoor adventurers like yourselves. It's tailored to those that need clean, protein-rich fuel during big days or big efforts. Talking 22 grams of protein here. It tastes like meat and it chews like meat. Clean ingredients that make it gluten-free, soy-free, and vegan-friendly. Wow, that's a mouthful. What is it? It's off-piece provisions, plant-based jerky, protein packed for adventure it chews like meat it chews like the real deal it feels good no compromise it's made clean it's gluten-free soy-free vegan friendly 45 percent protein it's a source of iron it comes in 
three flavors, original, sweet and hot, and teriyaki. And here at the Pursuit Podcast, we're giving you a podcast discount code that's 25% off your first purchase. Use the link down in the show notes. We'll get you 25% off or head on over to offpieceprovisions.com. Use code 25collective. Did you get all that? What is it? Plant-based jerky, vegan-friendly, tastes good, made good, helping the planet, source of protein, vegan-friendly, gluten-free, soy-free, off-piece provisions. Check it out, offpieceprovisions.com. Use code 25collective or hit the link in the show notes. Do you know What's you, that? You don't know your own quick left? What's that? This was, <laughs> you were skiing a lot. I, do you really not know what I'm talking about? Um, no, I don't. Okay. Maybe it's not that infamous. <laughs> you were skiing a line and the whole line broke and you just made like this beautiful just left-hand turn and you, I mean, you just saved yourself from it. Oh, is this Mark, Mark Emma's, um, Instagram post there? Yes. Do you know? Yes. I think, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I can Google it. That's you, right? I'm not making this up. Am I making this up? Yeah. No, no, that, that is, yeah. I didn't know it was, um, infamous. I think anyone who makes a, like a, a split second, maybe mindless decision that can avoid a catastrophic event to me is like those, those things always stick out or like a really bad decision that comes out. Okay. Like parking does a backflip, like and lands like in the avalanche and skis away. And you're like, Oh, I remember that. That That's crazy. And you're just like, I think that was stupid. It was sick, but like that was stupid. But he didn't know it was happening. I right? don't believe that for a second. I think he knew. I think he saw it. And I think <laughs> if you've met Parkin and hung out with Parkin, like he's young, he's confident, not cocky. He's like purely confident in like his skiing abilities that he was like, this is going to yeah. be the clip. I don't know. I don't know the truth. I, I interviewed him. I should have asked him, but I just, but uh, so I'm calling it the infamous quick left. Um, I think it was Abna's post, but do you know what's sliding? Do you know what's happening? Is it pure luck? What do you, what's your thought process during all this? It's it was definitely a mix. Um, we knew it was quite touchy that day, if I'm remembering correctly. So we were like kind of on our toes, anyways. Like you're always looking down, like or looking up at your line and thinking, oh, where's my escape route? Like if this goes sideways you want to have like plan a b and c of course um but it was um a bit of luck as well like i didn't know exactly where it was gonna break it just it looked like it was gonna be haywire so i was kind of ducked out of there um i did get a couple (laughs) haters from that they're like oh what are you doing (laughs) which is fair you know you got what just like a couple, of course, like the internet just comments being like, um, that was lucky or, you know. Oh, as in you shouldn't so. have been in there. But you, no one should be that. anywhere. Like no one should be skiing these mountains. Like, like exactly. I can't say like we ski them, but like you guys ski them. Yeah. I don't care how much snow science, how much like it. 
shouldn't be up there's there. always yeah a bit of there's always risk there's a risk in everything that you do that's kind of my thoughts so for sure yeah i'm not saying like you should like don't do it i'm just saying like anyone who's like like it's it's risk reward and unfortunately that's the business you are in and totally. you know it's spicy so you ski a little different but you still ski it not always but like there is a difference. There is a difference between someone who's filming a segment and me. Like there is a huge difference. And does it make it right? No. But like NASCAR drivers drive at 200 and something miles an hour. And like I don't. And the difference is like I'm not a professional driver. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you, you're putting yourself in scenarios that you've trained for that you can hopefully get out safely. What's your, what's the diet look like? Uh, like food? Yeah. Like, are you just like, I just eat what I want. Or am I just like, I hammer through or do I just eat like, you just eat red meat before like, <laughs> like, what does it look like? Are you, are you Mark Abna um, or you're like Zen no, eating everything I'm, granola or. No. He's special. He's yeah. He's so awesome. <laughs> um, Maybe one day, if I'm lucky. That's what we're all hoping there. for. This level of Buddha, or maybe that's culture appropriation. I don't know. It's all um, right. uh, my, I would say I eat quite healthy, but I also, I also eat whatever I want. Um, I also eat a lot. What's your guilty pleasure, food-wise? Um. Ooh. Beaver tails, chips, <laughs> salt and vinegar, salt and yeah. vinegar chips. Have you been I'll to just Beaver eat, tails? Like, a whole bag at once. It's kind of obnoxious. No, that's okay. You need the salt. You're an athlete. It's fine, right? Yeah, you're yeah. an athlete. You need salt. I'm an athlete. I need these. Have you been to Beaver tails? Uh, yes. Yeah. Not for a long time though. Oh, you gotta go back. Yeah, I you, should. I gotta go get a beaver tail. It's like the, I just kind of associate them with like a tourist thing but they're oh actually like yeah i mean it really is good. but they're amazing every time we yeah. see them now here at the auto collective we just have to get one it's like a like <laughs> you just you have to like jabber was just in montreal and he like sent me a picture of him eating a beaver tail i was like yes like yeah. you have to get a beaver tail it's a, it's a delicacy over in the in the up north up there People listening are like, what now is Beaver Tails? Beaver Tails is like this generic franchise of fried dough type things. That's, and, yeah, that's accurate. And if you go to Banff, they're, they're everywhere. Like, you, there's like seven of them in Banff within walking distance. <laughs> it, right? Like, it's like the most bizarre thing ever, but whatever. Quite funny. Salt and vinegar chips. Um, that's your go-to. That's it. What about pocket snacks when you're touring? Ooh, yeah. Um, candy's a good one. Just quick sugar energy. Um, chocolate. I usually like to have like a sam pocket sandwich or something. What's your go-to sandwich? Ooh, uh, I don't know if I have a go-to. Just like meat and cheese. <laughs> 
red meat cheese, salami, ham, or turkey? Give us details here. I'm from up north. What does that mean? What's up? What does that mean? What what does I'm from up north mean? Yeah. Oh, like hillbilly up and going out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. I thought I was supposed to know what type of deli meat you had because you were up north. I was like, that doesn't, I have no idea what that correlates to. What is that? People no. up north only eat salami sandwiches. <laughs> um, meat, moose, and bear. No. Yes. Um, probably like, yeah, beef, chicken. Pretty standard. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. No condiments? Condiments? Give me the details. Tell me all about this sandwich. There's another okay. food question coming. It's the last question I asked you. It will happen. We will get there on food. Um, pickles, mandatory. Mustard, mayonnaise. Um, whatever is kind of floating around, though. Okay. And what kind of bread? Wheat, white, rye, multigrain? Yeah, rye, sourdough, Um yeah. Okay. Try and go to the bakery down the road. Now we're getting deep here. Now we're getting now we're getting, now we're getting gritty. <laughs> okay, when filming Land of Giants, what sandwich was in your pocket? No. Um <laughs> Land of Giants. That's huge. You're like that's mega. Not that you haven't yeah. been to Mega yet, but like that's mega. Yeah. How, how has it been received? I haven't seen it yet. Um you guys you, you've been to a couple tour stops, yes? Yes, I only made it to a couple, unfortunately, this year because I was working. But uh, it's such a good movie. It's one of my favorite movies from the last four years I've been a part of it. Um, our seg was sick. I thought it was really fun. Um, but it's like a little bit smaller or like, you know, we just kind of did the one trip, whereas years previous we filmed um like for more of the year i would say but we were kind of focusing on our project and uh you only have so much time in the season but yeah um i'm really happy with how it turned out it's it's a fun seg yeah is there any clip in there that you that's in there that you dislike from like your own skiing perspective like oh my hand Ooh. touched or like oh that's a good question um nothing no, I can't say anything really sticks out. Um, I usually try and like, you know, that initial reaction is like, oh, I don't really like. But then you try and just be like, you're in the movie, like just. <laughs> right. right. That's why I ask because you, know? you don't have any control. Like you're not you really don't know yeah. how big or small your part is until they tell you or you see it. Right. Like. Exactly. Yeah. How. Yeah. Do you know how much raw do you have any idea how much raw footage you had? Um, I think like from this past winter, you mean? Yeah, with like for for MSP? for MSP. Um, well, I think cuz it was like such a short trip that we were on, like we were just there for 10 days in Japan. Um, and I think lots of it made it in there because I mean, yeah, cuz it was have, good. Like, a ton. Well, uh, or they just didn't have anything else to use. <laughs> I'm just I want to make a ski film where like four regular humans get to go on a ski trip with 
for athletes and then it shows how good the athletes are because i think we Man, you got the, all the ideas for the film i'm just here. trying like to get this. me in it that's all i'm this is all just for me like if you ever seen Billy Madison where they're doing like he plays the cello, the other guy, and then Billy Madison's like on the recorder and he's like, he's good. Yeah. That's what I want the ski film to be. Like, yeah. Because I think we get spoiled. We see it and we, you know, we see it on the Internet and then we go to ski movies or premieres and we see it there. And you're so almost desensitized that you forget. Oh, yeah. how gnarly this stuff is or how good you guys are yeah absolutely yeah and it's just like the the level's so high i, I think especially with the guys it's like how can you like they have to do this the <laughs> biggest like it's it's crazy <laughs> yeah but the women are not like they're they're coming they We're, yeah like they're crushing. It's so, so good to see. It's intimidating it. as shit. And it's amazing. It's almost like, I think it's, I don't know how to say this properly without getting canceled, but I might get canceled. But like it, guys I watch and I'm like, that's not obtainable. Like, great. Like, and I think a lot of young guy males see that and they're like, oh, I'm just going to ski and have fun. But like, there's so much room for growth in female ski right now and they're finally getting a chance to grow because they're like yeah getting paid and they can ski like almost full time and like there's a reason that like that they it hasn't grown right it's not because yeah. you guys don't have the talent it's got nothing to no, do. no exactly that. and i think like if we started out you know the same or like imagine if we started out equal somehow. that's what i mean exactly it's like yeah like it's I it's exciting though. It's really exciting time. It's insane. It's there so much. It's room. almost more fun to watch because every year there is so much progression that it's yeah. just like it's it's the skiing of ten years ago for men, and I don't mean the tricks are ten years dated. I just like the progression is right in its sweet spot of no totally again. Yeah. We're and I'm trying not to get canceled or because I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying someone said it very well. <laughs> I think Alex Showerman said it. She was like, you know, professional hockey players are so good at hot male hockey players. All they have to do is play hockey. Female professional hockey players. They're also engineers and they're also architects and they are yeah. helicopter pilots. And so like, yeah, of course the level's going to be lower quote unquote yeah. because they don't get to do yeah. the if you ride your mountain bike once a week or seven days a week and all you have to do is ride yeah. your mountain bike and train but i think we're getting yeah. there i really do i and I think we're there too. it's yeah. not there I'm not saying it's there by any means but i think it's it's just no, so but it's come so far it's, it's come so, it's so far good. it's stupid that we have to have the conversation but it's uh it's exciting i think it's rad and like advice for girls is out i haven't seen that yet either uh i know they're touring it but like it's a full-length feature ski film featuring females yeah like what sick. a concept holy shit like so hope no one cancels me on that i'm not <laughs> i'm sure you'll be fine. i'm trying to be like i'm just i'm just trying to be real here like it's there is a difference but i think yeah. the gap is closing day by day by day and like you see it in these films yeah so cool 
is crazy. It's it's bonkers. Um, let's talk about the blondes. You're in like this hip hop group here called the Blondes, the Ski Trio. Uh, you yeah. have a f- not so new. It's a month old, two year project, correct? Yeah. How, how yeah, did we get yeah. here? Yeah. How, how did we get here? How did this? How all did happen? we get here? Yeah. Um. Well, the Kiva. I'll try and call it uh, <laughs> as linearly as I can. But uh, yeah, we all met in Revelstoke, like I said before. Um, Tanya, Janelle, and myself, and we just kind of had this common goal in mind. Like we all had the same idea like it'd be kind of fun to start a ski crew and so we bought a camera and the tanya and janelle shared a snowmobile and um we just got out there and messed around more or less we had this really good group of friends like it obviously it wasn't just us three we had like really good group of friends from the states that we met and they convinced us to get snowmobiles and um, yeah, I just filmed each other and made some edits. Janelle edited the our first couple edits and yeah, just every year that's what we would say. We're like, how did we get here? We'd be like on on a cat skiing trip or something. We're like, how do we sneak our way onto this trip, eh? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of the ongoing joke. <laughs> um, yeah. And next year, are you gonna do another one? Like are you gonna film this winter? Um, so actually this winter, we're going to kind of take a step back just cause, um, we've spent so much time together that, you know, we're just like, maybe we should just like ski with other people like a little bit, <laughs> a little break up. you know, <laughs> we're not breaking up just to be clear, but, um, it's good to just kind of focus on our solo aspects as well, which is exciting. And then, uh, you know, let ideas um you know be born out of new experiences in that way um i don't know what the next the next next looks like but um there'll be something i'm sure of it park it this is the window yeah the park it. it's exactly. the park it. it's <laughs> it's seven riders it's a minute and 30 long and there's 17 <laughs> clips in there just that's it that's cool. done yeah <laughs> just blind twos out that's it oh, here God. we go i like i mean i'm for it i'm i'm for it but it was a two-year project is it we can see it on youtube we can watch it anywhere or um it'll be out on the north face uh youtube channel like mid-december sometime it's still touring um around europe and the states and then a few stops in Rebel Soak, Squamish. Um, yeah, kind of got all over somehow. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing. It's, I feel, I'm very torn on like ski movies, right? Like I, I get them, but then I don't get them. And then I'm like, is this sustainable from like every aspect? It takes a ton of money, a ton of time, a ton of planning. Um, is it beneficial to brands? Is it not beneficial to brands? There's politics involved with like, if that brand's not sponsoring the movie and you've been an athlete for a long time, you might not be filming with them next year. 
So like I'm always torn on the ski movies and then you see again, I'm in Buffalo. I don't have like this giant premiere scene. Um, but like we had a, I was out of town, but we had a ski movie. It was our own premiere. We just, they just did it. The ski shop did it. And like the place was packed. I talked to the guy who ran it today and he was like, it was insane. Like people were just hyped on skiing. Uh, and so that makes me, I don't know where I'm going with this rant other than like, do you think ski movies long-term are sustainable? That's an interesting one. Um, <laughs> like I want them yes, to be, right? Short answer, yes, I would say. Um, I I agree with you. There's pros and cons. And like I think it's really fun to watch like the the progression of the ski movies because like, you know, the, the big ones have been out there. And I like not to knock them at all because like I think it's awesome. And that's what we grew up watching and it gets you excited and it's so fun to like have everyone together and like be like, Oh yeah, winter's coming and like have the big event. And it's really special. I feel like these years, cause everyone's like all, you know, after COVID they're like, Oh, it's so fun to be all together and to just, just brings people together, which is never a bad thing. I think so. Um, but then it's nice to see all the smaller films and like more exposure for more people, I guess is really cool to see so it's not just like this handful of like you know it's yeah yeah it's i'm like so i love it i'm torn on it and i try to when i watch the ski films usually i don't get to them till later in the season because when i watch them i want to watch them i want to put my phone down and i want to focus and i want to watch them and it's hard. It's hard to do that, unfortunately, in this world. Especially nowadays, your six-second attention span. Yeah, right? it's I'm gone. I'm like whoop, gone. And um, I don't know. I I hope it can work. And you know, Warren Miller did the Warren Miller thing, and that was sick. And then this year, I don't really know what they're doing. They're kind of calling it a two-year project, so we'll see. And like, I don't know. I think Warren Miller changed when Warren Miller passed, right? Like the whole, when they sold the company, whole different world. Doesn't make it good, doesn't make it bad. But I think what Warren Miller did is he made skiing feel accessible. Uh, and that yeah. that's really neat. He brought families together. And again, the world was different. Everything was different. He left his family. He was probably a piece of garbage person actually, but that's okay. Uh, <laughs> we're not here to talk about, we're talking about he did a lot for the sport. Screw his family. He did a lot for this part. No, um, I don't know. I just, I really enjoy it and I want it to exist. And I, I love that it exists. And I hope that brands continue to like see value in it. And I think, you know, it gives careers to people like you're, that's your career. One of your careers. It's you're a, you're a film skier. Yeah. An actress. An actress. <laughs> wow. That's deep. Do you have any lines in um uh, Oh, take it over influencer. Okay. The, Ski actress. Oh yeah. Uh, do you not like the word influencer? <laughs> I mean, it's a bit of a dig, I feel still, you know. Yeah, I it's a I, yeah, I get it. Cuz it's just such But a it's also true, like you are influencing, so it shouldn't really be, but you know, 
but like a, no one calls negative connotation. No one calls LeBron James an influencer. He's an athlete. That's right. He's an athlete. I like That's to right. call you people athletes. That's what I like to call you. <laughs> athletes i think it makes the most sense i think that's what you are i think that's what you guys do um the influencer thing is tough it's um i think if i was an athlete i would be offended by the term influencer yeah i feel like that's fair but like yeah i don't i don't know it's only gonna get worse i think it's actually getting better i think the athlete the influencer boom of just like Holding. I think so too. Yeah, in a positive way, in a positive sense. Like I think, I think you're right. Like because you it used to be, you know. Well, you should just you be. Could, if you had a hundred thousand followers, you could do anything. But now cool. Instagram is too smart, and like a, an account with ten k could do better than an account with a hundred k. So thanks, algorithm. Thanks, algorithm, for something at least for that. <laughs> Um, mostly no thank you yeah mostly no thank you uh i dug deep into the into the internet and i heard you're a huge gamer big Fortnite player <laughs> confirm or deny confirm <laughs> it's probably refreshing to just like walk away and like dabble on a video game for a bit it's nice yeah and it's good for your hand-eye coordination or at least that's what i tell myself that's anyway. what you tell yourself uh I'm you training. have Oh, you were asking about training earlier. Yeah, just Fortnite. That's it. Fortnite. <laughs> Emily, no one's going to see this video, but Emily has like the most Call of Duty-esque <laughs> like headset on with like a mic boom. And it's dope. Like, Big gamer gal. Yeah, that's how we got here. That's how I know she plays Fortnite is because we got here from from there. Um, I have a couple more questions. I'll set you free. What is something you wish everyone knew about you? Ooh. Um, that is a hard question. Oh, it's the worst question. It's the worst. It's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm breaking up. I can't <laughs> <laughs> um, something I, uh, I guess that I'm just going through it like everyone else, you know, like I'm human. If, if people think that about me, which I think is wild and I cannot wrap my head around, but like, you know, if young kids or something are like, Oh my God, she must be so smart and so strong and whatever. It's like, no, just stick with it. Stick with whatever you like that you're passionate about. It sounds cliche. I know, but it's just it's like, you just keep trying and then you can just do whatever you want. I don't know. I don't think that's but cliche. I think that's a wholesome answer. I think that's one of the best answers I've had on this podcast because it's real. If you were oh. like just spewing bullshit, then it would, I wouldn't call you on. I'd be like, oh, great answer. <laughs> but when you're just like, everyone's just hanging on. We're all just human. We're figuring it out. And I think that's nice to hear because there are people listening who might have these dreams and hopes and you know, they look at you and then they look at a Michelle Parker and like, you could probably ask Michelle the same thing. And she's like, I'm just figuring it out. And she's been doing it for 20 years. Like totally. It's just, it's, I think it's wholesome. I think it's a great response. And I, I do think um, not to beat on this, but like, I think 
a little more human transparency in life would just make the whole world better. Like, yeah. We're all a little more Instagram versus reality. Yeah. It's hard though, you know? It's hard, but it's to, to put that out there to the world, you're like, look at me struggling. <laughs> it's way easier to be like, look at this. I know, but it's just <laughs> My thing is not even say, look at me struggling. It's the people who are just so quick to jump on someone for like making a mistake or like saying, and you're just like, I'm here. I mean, I have a, I have a weekly podcast. There's plenty of things that I say that I'm like, whoop, like, you know, I try to toe the line and I think I do okay. And I'm learning and growing, but every once in a while, someone will slide in your DMS and you're like, and I was like, I'm just figuring it out. Like someone just gave me a microphone and I just started begging athletes to come on and talk. Like, yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. The athlete doesn't know what they're doing. We're all just like here to have wholesome, genuine conversations. And I think, I think that's what's made this podcast is like, I don't. Well, I think that you're doing a great job. Well, thank you. But I'm not, I'm not fishing. I'm just saying. But it is a very cool thing that you guys are doing. Um, I wanted to mention that before the end, cause that's kind of new, right? Like, cause there's different branches, yeah, but it's so, all under one umbrella. Yeah, Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. That's so we cool. are the out of collective. Um, we have three shows. We're announcing another one, um, today. Ooh. I don't think I can announce it. I'll just beep it out. We're having, <laughs> I'll tell you after, <laughs> um, but yeah. So we have a new, so we have, we'll have four shows and our whole thing is they all come out under the same umbrella, which is very confusing sometimes, but also really neat. So like Michelle's it's listeners very neat. Yeah. will hear like my show and vice versa. And Michelle's a super pro and I'm not, I'm just a ski bum. And like, I was a guest on the original show, which is the out of bounds podcast, which is Adam Jabber who started it, blah, blah, blah. But like, I was a guest because I was a, I'm an East coast ski bum. I lived in a vehicle by choice for seven years. I just bought a house in August with my significant other. So we're pumped. Wow, congrats. So we're, we're growing wow. up, which is rad, but like, I was just, a ski. I just love skiing. I'm not good at it. I'm not like, I just like, don't let your people be like, I wish I could do what you did. I'm like, buy a van and drive and see. you can. Like, this is like, you can do if that. you make $17,000 a year, you can do that. No, I can't do it. You can. Like, you just do it. And it was, that's what I wanted to do. And now I'm doing this, which is sick. But whatever. Um, I don't know where I was going. My whole point of this whole, the whole collective in general is just to be human. Um, there are other podcasts and they are great, but they are investigative and they are not in a rude way, but they're like, you know, you go on the Powell movement, yeah, like he knows a lot of things. He does a ton of research and that mm -hmm. they're going to get that info from you. And that's cool. Yeah. I am not that I'm like, Emily, what'd you have for lunch today? And I think that yeah, that's, that's super, humanizing. That's like it's just yeah. a different. So some people love it. Some people hate it. Um, and that's what we do here at the collective and I have fun doing it. So, um, I have a couple, couple, couple left here. Uh, we'll go, we'll go. Do you have any hidden talents? Um, I'm pretty good at foosball actually. Do you spin or no spin? No spin. Yeah. You can't spin. No. Can you like pass? Like, 
yeah, there's good, you know, I have good days and bad days, but sometimes I'm pretty good. <laughs> okay. Uh, playlists or podcasts? Uh, for just in general, in or general, I have to choose one? You have to choose one. Ooh, like for the rest of my life, that's all I can listen that's to? That's it. Yeah, that's all. These questions coming up. This is this is the final. That's all you can do from now until the end. Oh, that's so hard. I think I have to go playlist because like music, what would I do without music? Even though I love podcasts so much, but yeah. I have, okay. I'd have to agree. Pool or beach? Uh, beach. Fruits or vegetables? Oh, Fruits. Text or call. Tomato and fruit. Yeah, tomatoes and fruit. Um, call. Comedy or horror. Comedy. Waffle or pancake. Waffle. Coffee or tea. Coffee. Okay, I like all of those. Waffle. Not that my opinion matters, but I like those answers. Um, what's your what podcast? What's your go to podcast? Like, are you a crime? Ooh. Are you a uh, immersive? Um, I've been a little bit all over the place lately. Um, I like Joe Rogan, to be honest. I mean, Joe Rogan, love the guy or hate him. He so, so good at what he does. So really. good. And As like an interviewer, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's and he's, so good. he can bring any, I mean, Emily Harrington's been on the show and like a scientist and like the Mark Zuckerberg, like that's how you know you're a good host when you can get anybody the whole range yeah and he's just i mean he's joe rogan he, emily, he was talking to emily and he was like how do you shit on the wall what's that like he's like you just saying your ass all off and like yeah who says that like <laughs> it's so good. It's, but yeah. it's, it's refreshing but that's the answers that you want to yeah know, right? i want to like, know human <laughs> yeah he's human joe rogan not many people admit that good for you yeah um yeah i don't know I got I got a lot going on, or a lot. Okay, but I don't know. That's fine. You don't have to list them all. Uh, my final question: If you could cook a meal for anyone, dead or alive, who would the person be, and what meal would you cook? Ooh. Um. Let's go with. Cleopatra. Oh, good answer. Okay. <laughs> what do you cook? Someone it? from like so far back that you're just like, did what was going on back there? I feel like you guys back wouldn't back relate then. though. It'd be so the barrier would just be, be weird. But okay. It wouldn't matter what I cooked. Um, yeah, but you, what's your go to meal? That's really the question. Mm -hmm. Stir fry, I would say. Okay. Like any like kind. Because you can always chicken. just mix up whatever. Like do you, do you have a wok? Chicken. Yeah. You I have do. one? Oh, I'm so jealous. <laughs> you can get one. No, it needs to happen <laughs> organically. <laughs> it needs like to I, just come in. I can't just house. order one off Amazon. I need to be at like a garage sale of like a famous stir fry guy, chef. <laughs> female and be like that's the one and then it's like a sword a walk is like a sword 
I don't know if I've ever heard that before, but I love it. Right? Like, it's got, like, your walk's got stories to tell. <laughs> Maybe it does. No, am I wrong on this? Have I put in the walk on a pedestal? <laughs> well, maybe <laughs> oh no this is my whole life down the drain this is why i don't want to walk because i needed to be like <sighs> i'm shattered i'm shattered <laughs> no, you're right you're right no yes. no it's too late, now. Uh, emily, <laughs> too late now emily where where can people follow you i assume you're filming all winter yep hopefully i mean not every day but well, right. um but yeah, like you another have another film... msp seg sick and Congrats. uh yeah hopefully i mean if all goes well <laughs> <laughs> where's the best pe place for people to follow you are your dms open for like gear talk like totally yeah yeah you can hit me on there um instagram yeah that's pretty much it. that's the one the blondes and emily childs with a z with a z there's so many emily childs on in the world there's a children's there's book like author so many yeah that's what comes up when you google you gotta you gotta change your seo so you get ahead of her oh should i have like a different should i have a stage name i don't know i think it's too late but you just have to bury this children's author <laughs> Like you have to be like when you Google your name that it comes up and not her. <laughs> I tell her, reach out. Yo, you got to change your name. <laughs> I just tell her it's coming. Just give her like a real cryptic email. <laughs> like you're not going to. I know. once rounded up all of the Emily Childses and made a group chat and said, get your own name. I did that once. That's a My true story. Told me to do. Mm -hmm. He told me to do that. That'd be funny. I did. I love that. Did you get any answers or anything? Yeah, we had like a little group going for a bit. That's amazing. Someone did that during COVID, like Jeff Henderson or something. I don't know his name. But he was like, there can only be one Jeff. And he like did this whole thing. I don't remember the name. I'll send you the article. I'll post it on my Instagram so everyone knows what I'm talking about. But and then they had like this once COVID passed, they had like this big like the gathering of Jeff's in chicago oh, they all yeah they all got together and we're like there could only be one and it was like a thing that could have been you that could yeah like it's probably a big larping thing but oh maybe i should do that i'm an event yeah battle of the battle of the emily childs uh emily thank you thank you for taking an hour and 20 minutes of your time to chat and ramble and tell stories and just thank you for we were trying to do this for like six months, so I'm glad we, we yeah. made that happen. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's oh. been, a, been a joy, joy I, ride. I hope you mean that. Oh, I do, absolutely. <laughs> that, was, that was 